When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Causeway Streets Podcast. My name is Joe Sway. I'm joined by my co-host, Joel. And uh, welcome to 2015. I know we're a little bit late, but we took a couple weeks off to get ready for this uh, brand new Celtics uh, New Year as uh, oh, oh. the trades keep on rolling and, this, and we keep seeing more players <laughs> get shipped out of town. We figured we record this because maybe maybe Age will take a little break from the trades and the wheeling and dealing that he's been doing. Right. That combined with... He, we might have another trade after this episode is completed, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll recap every single trade that's happened. It's been four trades in four weeks. I don't think I've ever seen that in the NBA before, but Danny Ainge, of course, has done it, and I don't think he's done. Like I said, it could be another trade after this episode is done with. While we're recording this. Could While be we're recording, I, he's probably completing a deal that probably includes Brandon Bad, if I had to guess. Um, of course, we started off with the Ray John Rondo trade. Brandon Wright traded to the Phoenix Suns for a future second-round pick, which will probably turn into a future... Second round pick uh, comes from Minnesota. Minnesota, I don't think it's going to make the playoffs. So that's going to be a second round pick for the uh, Celtics within the next couple of years. I 2016, 2017, right, one of those years. Right, right. So, yeah. But, you know, realistically, if Minnesota is where they're at right now, I don't think it's going to it's go into the Celtics anytime no, soon. No, no, that's no chance. So, which is why they probably why they did it, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Green was traded to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and the Celtics in return. In a three-team deal, got Tayshaun Prince from Memphis and Austin Rivers from New Orleans. Now, both of those players will not be playing for the Celtics. Uh, Austin Rivers is reported in the middle of a, of a trade a, a trade to Los Angeles to be reunited with his father and play with the Clippers while Tayshaun Prince is negotiating with Danny Age for a buyout so that he can uh, play somewhere else and, and actually you know, Contend. go go to a playoff team exactly and play in, in April and May. Um, and then this week, which just happened a couple days ago, uh, we had the trade involving uh, Jameer Nelson, who we just got in the Rage on Ronda trade, going to Denver for old friend Nate Robinson, uh, who will also not be suit dropped up. And, not, <laughs> and not suit up. So clearly uh, the goal here is just get rid of uh, salary, it's a shed salary and, and add on picks, which has been the uh, the plan ever since Rage on Ronda was traded. Get, get rid of expiring contracts right. and the full-on youth movement for Danny Age. Um what do you think, Sway? Oh, uh, why not? Sure. <laughs> Come on, let's save some money. Let's go out and get a free agent. I'm, I'm convinced we're gonna get a free agent this summer. We're gonna get somebody. I'm convinced. Why not? We have what thirty million dollars? Oh, we like like I'm like I'm the rich guy over here. The Celtics and Danny Ainge have about thirty million dollars worth of, of money to give to cap. any of these yeah. of cap to give to any of these young up and coming uh, all stars. We can call them. You know, I'm not talking about a Jimmy Butler. I think we can we can say he's out of the question because uh. Uh, Chicago Bulls are ready to give him a max deal. Uh, I'm not thinking Kawhi Leonard because I don't think San Antonio will let him go. I'm not thinking uh, Lamarcus Aldridge because he's Lamarcus Aldridge, and whether he stays in Portland or not, he's not going to come to Boston. What about Marcus All? No, Marcus All is Marcus All, and whether he stays in Memphis or not, he's not going to come to Boston. Um, so the Celtics are going to just continue to rebuild through the. No, no. Keep, keep going with that list. You know who else is on that list? Ah. Uh... 
about Jeff Green if he opts out of this deal? <laughs> Try again. <laughs> LeBron James if he opts out of this deal because Cleveland is so bad right now? LeBron James, um, I don't think he's going to Boston. No? No, no try again. Uh, Kevin Love, if he decides not to re-sign with Cleveland? No, I'm done with Kevin Love. No, oh, no. you sure? You don't want no more Love, I don't love want to no Boston love. anymore? No, it. It's done. No, Without you... Rondo, it's just, it's, no. No, it's pointless? It's just a, a, a maxed out deal that's going to just tie up our cap and, and, and we, we just be, we be stuck with them, you know? You put Kevin Love on this team, you know, we're probably a playoff team, but we're not talking about being no. a championship contender or even close to that. And I'm not saying that we still isn't going to be a championship contender, but someone I have in mind is uh, Reggie Jackson. I'd love to see Reggie Jackson here. Oh. I'd love to see uh, Greg Monroe here. You know, I think that's the ceiling for the Celtics in terms of talent. Those are the two guys, I think, that you could end up signing because the other teams either went for someone else or they just weren't interested to, to give them that, that, that money. But with Reggie Jackson, though... He's a uh, he's a guard. He can play either guard position. If you oh, bring him in, if you, okay, so you guard. bring him in, and so then it's not about Marcus Smart anymore. It's about Reggie Jackson. No, Marcus Smart needs to develop. I've always thought that. Um, not, not I'm not against Marcus Smart. Yeah, Ducha <laughs> wants him in there already. He wants yeah, him to, to be calling out plays already. But I mean, Marcus Smart has even told us that Marcus Smart isn't ready to lead this team. You know, so when you have a a player, a rookie, saying that, admitting that, obviously he's not ready. Um, I think he's somebody that's going to, to develop into a great point guard in this league. There's no doubt about that. He, he's not going to be someone who, who fizzles out of the league. He's going to be around for a while, and I think he's part of the Celtics' future plans. But at this moment, I think he's a, he's a good guy to come off the bench, maybe get into that six six man role, something like that. So when you come in and plays hard nosed D, um, earns himself floor time at the end of games, and I think he's someone that you know what you know who Marcus Smart reminds me of. He reminds me a lot of. Of Chauncey Billups, a young Chauncey Billups. Remember oh. when Chauncey Billups first came in this league? Yeah, Remember dude. how many years it took him to really develop into right. Chauncey Billups? Subs gave up on him way too easily. Yeah, they did. They did. And they would have, it would have, you know, obviously the Celtics only gave him half a season, but it would have taken a lot longer than, than the Celtics wanted. You know, they, he was, he took what, three or four years to become uh, a yeah, starter in this tore, league. Towards ACL early on in his career. Right, so right. He, was, he bounced, bounced around. around yeah. He went to Denver, he went to Minnesota. Toronto, Minnesota. And then he finally found a home in Detroit. Um, the body size, it's, it's a little different. Smart's a little stronger, in my opinion. Um, the defense is, is uh, I'd say, is, what, do you, what do you say? Probably neck and neck? Or maybe give the edge to Smart a little bit? At this point in his career, yeah. Like, you know, because Billows didn't become a really good defender until uh, maybe year two in Detroit. Right, when he teamed up with, with yeah, that, with that like, defensive yeah, lineup. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, in Detroit. When he had old friend Tayshawn, you know. Yeah, Tayshawn. Tayshawn and... Tay -tay. Uh, Tay Tay, who's not going to be playing for and the Sheed and, 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 and Big and Big Ben Wallace. That was right. a, that was a defensive squad. Right. So I see a lot of similarities between those two. I think that I think that Marcus Smart can develop into that to that guy uh, like like a Chauncey Billups, someone who can play hard nosed defense and develop a shot. He could take you into the hoop and he again and he will develop that shot. I'm just going to get to that that yeah. shot. He didn't. Uh, Chauncey Billups didn't. It took him a while to become Mister Big Shot. You know, That's he true. was. He was a, a take it into the hole type of point guard, get dish it out, line, get yeah. to the free throw line, play hard nosed defense, and then once he add that three point element to his game, which I think Marcus Smart will add and will get better at, because obviously we see him shooting some some huge threes at the end of games. He's not well, scared to shoot that well, shoot that, that three last, pointer in the last month. That New much. Orleans game, man, that was huge. He yeah. that. In the last he read it, that, that one in the game, that yeah. three in the corner. Well, ironically enough, it, since since around the, the Rondo trade, he's been shooting like 43% from three-point mm -hmm. land, mm -hmm. taking a lot of shots. Right. 
but he's been making some big ones. I think the the, the best thing for Marcus Smart to do in order to be to become a, a an overall scorer in this league is to keep taking it to the hoop. He, he looks like he's a little scared. I don't know if it was the injury that did it, or I don't know if he's just you know not comfortable yet to get inside there and, and get himself to the free throw line. But that was what he did in college. You know, that's what that's what we were expecting when we drafted him. Obviously, the defense was number one on, on his on his resume, resume. but his um, his ability to take it to the hoop, you know, complemented with a, with a little shot here and there mixed in, with, it was was a was Marcus Smart was his college career was what attracted the Celtics. So then let me ask you this: Is he always going to be a six man? Is it isn't the reason why Danny Age decided to part ways with Rondo is because Smart is the future? So if you bring in another point guard, you sign another point guard for three four years. So then you're going to see all these hashtags free market smart because everyone wants him to be a starter. But it's going to take him some years, you know? We're not we're not going to be talking about Marcus Smart being the starting point guard next season, you know, unless we have to. If we have all right, put it this way. If we have Marcus Smart <laughs> as our starting point guard next season, it's 2014-15 part 2. It's year 3 of the <laughs> so, rebuild. So part 3. <laughs> part 3, right. Yeah, initially. Part 3 of the re- I mean, season 3 of the rebuild, maybe another year or so until we get someone else again. I mean, at this point, when you look at what what Danny Ainge did, probably the hardest thing any GM had to do is trade a franchise guy like Paul Pierce who put 15 years in, gave you a banner, 10 all-star selections, complemented with those last six years alongside Kevin Garnett, one of the best, in my opinion, the best Paul Ford I've ever seen in the game. When you had the the balls to, to to trade those guys away, what you're telling me is that your plan has a, a two- to three-year window where we're going to be relevant again. Because otherwise, why, why make that decision? Why trade, them, why trade those two guys away and, and give up trying to compete when you're going to be you know, developing or rebuilding for three to four years when you could have just kept those guys and, and rebuild with the younger player that you had? Am I, am I right? Wasn't that the point? Isn't that what he said? That he, he was the, the, the cap was so strapped with those guys and that they weren't able to bring in any more talent, and that you know he wanted he wanted this team to be relevant within the next couple of years, and I don't know other people might disagree with me, but I think that he had Ray John Rondo in his mind to attract other All Stars and and to have Jeff Green be quote unquote the guy, and it just didn't pan out. It didn't pan out that way. Rondo didn't you know return the way he he returned. He, he played well, but I don't think that he was a guy that that was able to attract in to attract free agents or trade. Kevin Love, once that once that deal slipped away, he was beside himself because he knew Jeff Green wasn't ready to be the guy yet. Only a trade could have brought in Kevin Love to Boston. So that was Minnesota. That wasn't Kevin Love saying, I don't want to play in right, Boston. Right, right. Okay. Rondo, again, in my opinion, you know, people are going to call me out on this, but in my opinion, they didn't give Rondo a chance to be healthy. He just didn't see Rondo as part of the future. He didn't see Jeff Green as part of the future. So trade them now. When I look at the overall picture, when I look at the Eastern Conference, this conference has been weak for the last few years. Why are you grabbing all these picks and you say you want to build through the draft to be relevant again in the Eastern Conference? That's my whole thing. So I don't understand where you he's think, going. You think that's really what he wants to do, though? I, obviously, he's going to keep some of these picks, but he's not going to keep... He's not going to draft all nine players and keep them. No, I understand, all but he's but he's what I get from his reasoning behind some of these trades is you can only control 
the draft, right? When you have picks, you control who you're who you're bringing in. Right. Also, you know their assets. I don't see who he can trade for to bring anybody in here. You know, we I, we mentioned a few players at the top of the top of the episode who are potentially free agents. But you think Greg Monroe would want to come in if 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 Reggie Jackson doesn't get signed? If Marcus Smart as your point guard or Evan Turner right now as it as it it's been for the last few games, especially when there's a was a there's a good chunk of your front court you got to share with with Olenek, with Jared Sollinger, Tyler Zeller, those three. I'm not saying Brendan Bass because I don't know if he's going to be here in the next day or two. He's a free agent at the end of the season. It'd be great for him to be come to come back, but I don't know if Danny's going down that route. Well, if you if you draft Barry Monroe, he's he's just starter, obviously. Tyler Zeller gets moved to the bench. So he's just he's your center because you can play both power forward and center. So he's your center or your power forward? He's your center. He's your center. He's your okay. center. So Sullinger stays at power forward. Sullinger stays at power forward. Richard Jackson's your point guard. It, you know. Right. Uh, hypothetically. Right. Avery Bradley is your is your two. I mean, I, who's your three? Honestly, I don't know if you can sign both, but you can go either or. Reggie, either Reggie Jackson or or. or um, I think I think you'd rather go with the big man. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what. That's ideal. I think it's easier to grab a big man than a point. Well, guard. it's all. It all depends how things play out. You know, because I think that the subs are obviously at this point we can we can say with full confidence that they're into they're, they're going straight to the lottery. What about Al Jefferson? I mean, that's another guy we we talk about. You think you think you could see him in a Southern uh, Jersey? I don't. I don't see Michael Jordan letting him go. I see him and him and Kemba Walker. They're going to really try to build around those guys. Um, it's the first time they've been a playoff team. They're on their way to the playoffs. It looks like um, second for the second year in a row. I tell you, I tell you, I think he just playoffs. wants to add pieces to that to, to those two, which is why he, which is why he signed, um, um, what's this guy's name? Lance. My mind. Lance, which is why he signed Lance Stevenson because he wanted to try to build with those guys, but obviously that didn't work out. But I think I think Detroit um, has a better chance of going to the playoffs this year or doing making some noise, especially in the streak that they've been on as of late. You think Stan, maybe, you think Stan Gunny? I'm saying you think Stan Gunny's just going to let let Monroe walk? He just got rid of Josh Smith, so this is telling him, this is telling his front line, look. We're moving on, and we want you. You guys are the core of this of this team. I mean, this is a wish list, Joel. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what Detroit wants or what their intentions are. Because I don't think personally. I don't think this off season it's going to be about signing free agents or making big trades. I think it's all about the draft for for Ainge. So you don't see Danny doing any moves or anything, or trying to pull off any deals. I doubt it. Any 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 huge deals? No, maybe like a small. A small thing like he did like last off season when he you know he traded for Tyler Zeller. What if, what if something crazy happens? When, what, I, what, when, what, when I say that, I mean what, what, is, if, what if something crazy? What if Southern's get the first pick? Do you keep that pick or do you trade? Did you do you draft Okafor, who I think is gonna be the first pick, or do you? Uh, he's gonna keep it. If it's the first, pick? if the one, if it's one two three, he's keeping it. Okay, so then that, now how do the Celtics look? How attractive do they look? Somewhat, right? I mentioned these guys like Reggie Jackson and and. Uh, and Monroe, because I feel like they're not gonna, they're not going to a quote unquote competitor. Uh, yeah, but, or, okay, uh, so a then championship uh, competitor, uh, contender. They're not going to those guys. All right, so then let me let me play let me to play, those teams. Let me play devil's advocate with you. If they get the one, two, or the third pick, who's gonna offer something to the Celtics for the one of those picks? Who do you see doing that? It's gonna be a bad team. Right? Yeah, yeah, like like. Minnesota. Well, well, I'm not Minnesota, but I'm saying like Minnesota like, did last like season. Philadelphia, like maybe. Yeah, Philly. like the Lakers. Right. So whack can the Lakers, Philadelphia, and I don't know, uh, New York. New York. What can those three teams offer to the Celtics that would would say, yeah, we'll trade away one of you know either one, two, or three. All right. So you keep them then, and then you get right. a free agent. Okay. So that's so there would only be a bad another bad team that would want a, that first pick. 
It wouldn't it wouldn't be like the whole Cleveland Minnesota scenario last year, right? Which you know that 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 really that really boggles me. By the way, that what? fucking Cleveland just gets anything they want. They've, ever since <laughs> ever since LeBron left the first time, they just you know they trade for for Mozgov you know a week or two ago. J.R. Smith falls and, in and their lap. But but they were talking about every time every time Cleveland goes, you know what? Or or so or, or analyst says, you know what? Cleveland could use you know another score off the bench. Bam! J.R. Smith lands in their lap. <laughs> oh, you know, it looks like. Looks like Cleveland, you know, now that Anderson and Verjao's out, they need another big man. Bam! There goes Malgov, already on the list. And, and all they give up is waiters. The Beyond mo- waiters. Yeah, in the moment, in the moment Cle- that Cleveland landed LeBron again, they were like, oh, if Kevin Love would go to, to, to Cleveland, that would be a super team. Bam! Kevin Love is in, is in Cleveland. You know, it's like, why? 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 Like, why? What? Does, it, does anybody else see something wrong with this? Like, is this NBA rigged? Is 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 was what's his name? Uh, Adam Silver taking over the reins of, of, of David Stern, saying like, you know, as David Stern was walking out of the out, out of the office, was like, oh, by the way, we owe Cleveland, we owe the city of Cleveland. <laughs> Keep that in mind, Mr. Silver. Anything else you do, it's fine, but make sure that Cleveland, you know. Well, Cleveland is a is a team that I'm thinking I'm thinking the Celtics have a good chance to, or they. Hey, I've never been a huge lottery guy, but I feel like. It has to be our turn. I don't know if we'll get the first pick, but if we get the first or second pick, come on, man. These guys had the – they were the ninth – I can't get over this. They were the ninth worst team in the NBA last season, and they got the number one pick. They were a few games the out of the playoffs. third time in four years. They were the a oh, few games out of the playoffs. Atlanta last year won 37 games, and Cleveland won, what, 34, 33, mm-hmm. 34 games, mm-hmm. 35? It's like – I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, if if everybody, everyone's so so happy about all these picks in the next few drafts, the Celtics have to be very lucky in 2015, 2016, 2017, all the way up to 2019, pretty much, right? If you look at the list of picks that they have, mm-hmm. what's it, 14 picks in the next four or five years? They have to be pretty lucky to... to Use the majority. I'm not saying they use all those picks, obviously, but to use the majority of those picks, they're gonna have to be extremely lucky for those ping pongs to bounce in their favor. And the and the and the the class this year, after the tenth or eleventh player, uh, you know, a good free agent, it gets very thin after that. So, what's Danny Age's plan? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what his plan is besides going through the draft because he's already said you build through the draft. The draft is not as good as it used to be. I'm telling you, I'm not feeling the draft anymore. This year, in 2014, it's supposed to be the deepest draft in, in probably 10 years or so. And besides Wiggins now, that's been showing something. I don't see any other. And you can you can debate smart because you know we're watching him on a constant basis. When you're talking about Celtics fans and, and locally, you're watching. Probably, we'll probably see him at the All Star Weekend. Right? Pro- most likely, yeah. yeah. But when you talk about other rookies in this in this draft class who are injured or out for the season you know th- if this is a deep class then what about this following class and the class after that and the class after that like all these players the majority of these players are playing one year in college and going straight to the league yeah. so so that, it's like it's like we're talking about players who are in high school right now thank you <laughs> what if this rule wasn't in place that if you have to be at least 19 years old or, or one year removed from high school to join to to be eligible for the NBA mm-hmm. draft how many players would go straight from the from to to the draft from 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 college? Mm-hmm. I mean, from high, from high school. school. I'm sorry, yeah. from their graduation day to bam, I'm eligible for the draft. How many players would we see do that? Go that route because they want to make the money. They're all about 
not not thinking ahead and just I want it right now. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to be the lead. I don't, I don't I'm not sure if I'm NBA ready, but I want that money right now because these rookie these rookie deals. You mm-hmm. see them, they're like you know between one to three million a year. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna turn that down? Yeah, a lot of these guys, they're not you know maybe they're not ready. You know, it always takes them a few years. A lot of them do. You know, you look at we talked about the last episode how many players uh, took them a, a couple of, you know a year or two or three. It's just like what I was saying about Marcus Smart. You know, it's gonna take him a while, but. He will be that guy. I, I do. I believe that. But tell me, tell whether, me, whether that guy means an all star. I think eventually he'll be an all star. But I don't know how long it'll take him. But I think he, his, the future is bright. With but the, but the skill set that Marcus Smart has right now and the body type he is. Imagine if he had gone to college for another two years. Right. Well, he's not gonna. I don't want to imagine that because he wouldn't be in Boston. Right? <laughs> but I'm just saying. No. Imagine if he had two years under his belt, two or three years of college, and but the Celtics had him. Like how much better would he be? He'd be a lot better. He'd yeah. be a starter. So that's just something to think about. Everyone's talking about the draft, the draft, the draft. But the draft, if, if this was talking, we were talking about 10, 15 years ago, then yeah, I'm all for it. Keep getting all those picks because, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna pan out to something good, mm-hmm. a franchise-changing player. But these days, the last couple years, we were talking about this, we talked about this in the, in the, uh, a couple episodes ago. How many players are coming out of the draft that are franchise-changing players? Not that many. And it's getting worse and worse as the years go by. And I don't, and I don't see anybody really talking about that. Every, every, you know, everyone, everyone is is high and mighty over these picks. That yes, Danny, keep getting more picks, keep getting more picks. But if you're gonna go the draft route, it's tough. How long do you think it's gonna take us to, to, to? How long does it take the Celtics to be a playoff team? How long do you think? Playoff? Yeah. How long? Well, I would. playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> In the beginning of this season, I would have said that definitely the Celtics were a playoff team. Right now, as the team is constructed, they're what a couple of games out. If the team stays the way they are right now, but it's, yeah. there's no, there's no guaranteed. So, if Danny's going all the whole, the whole youth route, I don't know, man. Three, four years <laughs> <laughs> from now, from now, 2018, yeah. three, four years from now, like I, I, I remember Brandon Wright. You see when that? That's Brandon Wright. Hold on, when Brandon Wright got traded, real, real quick. When Brandon Wright got traded, he was interviewed right before the Indiana game, and they were like. Oh, so you know, how do you feel about where you're going and you know, and, and the Celtics? You're going to Phoenix. He's like, oh yeah, you know, my game matches Phoenix's offense. I'm happy. He's like, oh, so what do you think about being? He's like, yeah, my short time being here. He's like, you know, Danny's doing all the right things. He's just, he goes, watch out, this team's gonna be dangerous three, four years from now. I'm like, <laughs> really, really, Brandon, that doesn't make you feel good in, in the least bit. You can say that about any team right he now. Said, yeah, I'm like, but it doesn't make you feel good in the least bit. But he's like, you know. Danny's doing all the right things, and this team is going to be, oh, watch out, three to four years from now. Watch out. Like, I get it. Boston has been no, You don't say watch out when you say three to four years. You say watch out when, like, you know, like, next year. Like, next season, yeah. You know, two years from now. Yeah. Give, him a, give him a year and a half. You or, know. Or, or you tell me, oh, they're just one piece away. Right, like, being, right. Like, a few pieces, yeah. you know, down the road. He's like, three, four years from now, five even. Oh, watch out, you know, especially in the, in the Eastern Conference. Like, come on, man. Don't, don't. So don't, what, what is Danny going to do with all this salary cap, though, with the money that he has? With the trade exceptions, he's gonna dangle it in front of potential free agents, and he's gonna bring and one then, of them in. He has to. He's gonna dangle it in front of Louis Williams. Just another a, example. He's gonna dangle. Him. I don't know, man. He's having a good time in Toronto with his two girlfriends. I don't know if to tell you. About that. <laughs> he might. He might stay up there. In Toronto. <laughs> he might be. Life is good. Life is good. Up north, huh? Oh, yeah, life is good. I think he's living the Drake lifestyle right now. But no, he's gonna. Danny Ainge is gonna dangle. Dangle these. He's gonna dangle these little these these deals, which are not gonna be max deals, by the way. Don't get don't get it twisted. Don't think he's like he's gonna dangle Max Deals. Now I bet he's hanging out with Drake. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it Louis, wouldn't surprise oh, me. Louis, yeah, Louis Williams. Come on, Louis, Louis Williams just to hang out with AI. Like, come on. 
And he's uh, he's all about that lifestyle. He's enjoying his he's enjoying his youth. Okay, so he dangles picks. Danny dangles picks to what? To no, 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 not picks. He dangles cap space. Like I can sign you for. When, when's the new TV? When's the new, saying, on, when's the new TV deal kicking next year? Next year, yeah. Uh, or wait, or, or 2016? No, 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 no. The year after, excuse me. 2016. Right, so summer 2016. He's gonna dangle two, three-year deals in front of these potential free agents, right? Because he's not gonna go to the max. You know why? That's why. That's why I think he can get some. That's what I'm saying. Though, but you know why? Because he then then why did you trade away Rajon Rondo if you didn't want to give him max money? Because he would have tied up your cap space. Okay, so. The new TV deal kicks in the year after next season, so you want to dangle this money and see what you know, see who bites. But I don't think anybody's biting. I really don't. Unless you, unless you throw a ridiculous offer to somebody, and then it ha- and then it, then it had to be stupid to say no. Unless you, unless you're dangling like four years. I was gonna say like like uh, four years, ninety to hundred mil to like Aldridge. Yeah, but even then though. Or Gasol. Okay, all right. Well. That's why I think it's in his favor. This cap space. You know, you know what's crazy? This it's is not the salary that he has. This season, this off season, is going to be like the most big man free agents like ever. And you and you have to think that Danny Danny doesn't. You know, he's he's smart. He's, well, one thing I'm the, the thing I'm alluding to is something that Dutra said. You know, a few episodes back when he talked about um, when he talked about Al Jefferson. That fucker. When's he coming back? By the way, he asked you. <laughs> he asked you how did or, or why did Charlotte get Al Jefferson? Because teams weren't offering Al Jefferson, Al Jefferson money. But why did he take him two years? He took a, he took a small deal because it saves them money, and it's, it's a it's a deal that your age is not going to turn down. I think he wanted to like re up his stock a little bit. Right. I think it took a little bit of a hit when he was in Utah. It was a lot of big men that he well, was. Well, it's easy for him to say yes because he's right. thinking, all right, if I don't like yeah. it, whatever, he's I'm out of here in a couple years. He's like, I'm back in the East. Right. I'm gonna you know, dominate. I could probably be an all star. These are things I'm, I'm guessing were told to him, yeah. you know, to convince him to come to Charlotte. Or he was told himself, or like telling himself. Right, and then all of a sudden, boom! Charlotte lands lands him to to, to compliment Kemba Walker. Like this, they make the playoffs for the first time in a while. Right, right, and and where did where did he come from? Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Utah was decent before that. He came from Minnesota. He had never been with the with the big name team. That's why you look at free agents like Marcus Saul and Marcus Aldridge. They're they're out the question. Ka- Kawhi Leonard, he's a champion. Not gonna come to Boston, but a guy like Al Jefferson. I think any any player that is gonna is unless it's a, I don't know unless it's like a Marcus Saul or somebody like that. I'm just thinking of top tier free agent, all star franchise turning around players. Mm-hmm. Like who else? Who else is gonna be offered big time money? And if you and 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 if Ainge and I don't think Ainge is gonna offer a max deal to anybody. I think it's gonna be like you know what. Come try out Boston for a couple of years. When that TV deal kicks in, you know we can we can we can give you the most money because you know that's how it is when you sign when you sign somebody and they become a free agent. Or, you know, obviously you don't want to trade them. You're the one, you're, the team that 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 you become a free agent from can offer you the most money. Mm-hmm. So when that TV deal that TV deal is going to be a big a big deal. My whole thing was when Rondo was here, if you gave him the max money. 18 to 20 mil, it wasn't going to really affect the cap space because you're going to have more cap space in another season. Only Ainge knows what he wants to do with his money or with the team's money. Only he does. But getting all these picks and the way he's talking to the media, it makes it seem like he's all about the draft because that's the thing that you can, quote-unquote, control. That's what he said. That's what he's saying. I'm going by what he's saying. I'm looking at the big picture from his words. All right, well, while Danny 
figures out the deals and trades his players left and right. The uh, the Celtics played a great game on on Monday um, against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I think they they held their own throughout. They played well at the end of the game, which is what you want to do. Which and, is which, and Jared Sondra had the best game of his season against who I think is probably the MVP candidate right now, Anthony Davis. I think he, I thought he played great. I thought he played inside basketball where I love to see him. He did take a couple threes, which I don't mind. He I don't mind it, when he takes a couple threes. It up. I just like when you mix it up, exactly. And I like to see him in the post, and he held his own. He All, took it to Anderson, by the way. Marcus Smart played a good game, like I said earlier in the episode. He hit that big three. And... um one player who, I, who got a little bit of playing time, who's slowly starting to get more playing time and will work himself and get him floor time, is James Young. I like this kid. I think he's someone that needs to get as much minutes as he can from this, from this point on to the rest of the season. Um, I remember back in 06 when, they, when the Southers were you know, the worst season in franchise history. We're going to keep talking about that season because you know, we're, in a similar, we're in a similar time right now. It's a, it's a dark time right now. It's to, re- it's to remind you to remind you Celtics fans out there where this team could be headed. Right, right. Or it already is there. Already is there. But um, at that time, when they shut down Paul Pierce, between now and April, all you saw was, was Joe Green. Joe Green was taking the last shots. Joe Green was going, you know, getting his 30 minutes a game. He was, you know, playing a lot of basketball. That's what I want to see from James Young right now. I know he's not going to be a starter because of, you know, I, I can see that Stevens wants to give Evan Turner more time, you know, let him get more. And Jay Crowder. Get, yo, get he's, really, Jay he's, Crowder. In love with him. he's in love with him, Jay Crowder. Hey, Jay he? Crowder played a great game. Jay Crowder, how could I even forget to mention Jay Crowder about that game, when we talk about that, that New Orleans game? That was huge, huge game from Crowder. And he's just a new starting small forward right now while Evan Turner gets used to things in the backcourt. So I would love to see James Young play. Play great bench minutes. You want to put him in the put him in games if you want. You know, get a if you need a big three, get him going, get him developed. Yeah, I mean, I support know, James Young. Jay Crowder, Jay, Jay Crowder, he, he you know he could be on the block as well. Yeah, you can talk about rotation, setting a rotation, a permanent rotation. Brad Stevens played eleven guys the other night on Monday, and everybody scored at least at least at least a point. Mm-hmm. Jared Wallace sighting. Jared Wallace was playing the center, mm-hmm. center spot for like a couple minutes, but it's tough. I don't know. I think when Stevens, I think part of Stevens mixing it up is because he doesn't know who's gonna be here and who's gonna be gone. So Angel's like, you know what? I need you to have Jay Crowder play significant minutes tonight. Someone's interested in him. Okay, he's gonna play Jay Crowder. I need. Brandon Bass to play at least thirty minutes tonight. Well, okay, Brandon Bass won't play thirty minutes tonight. I think that's what I think that's what it boils down to. Stevens is following orders. Someone like Doc Rivers was not going to do. Mm-hmm. Stevens is okay, okay, all right, Danny. You want me to play this guy? All right, he's playing it. Which I think is a big reason why he was Danny's guy. Why Danny was you know eyeing him season before, just in case Doc Rivers walked out. He had someone that's going to follow orders. Listen to what he wants. Not question Display him. his his talent or his assets and yeah. and, and not, not only that. And what listen is, to what what's, what he's told to. Yeah, not only that. What Brad Stevens went through last year, he's assuming that it can't get any worse than last year. So he's not going to quit. He's not going to say, you know what? I think I'm done. 
this experiment is not working. No, he's gonna. Just something that a lot of people have questioned. Yeah, he's gonna write. He's gonna write it off. He's gonna write it till the wheels fall off. So we can we can both agree on that, right? Because I don't I don't think Stevens is going anywhere, and I like the guy for for this team. The only way Stevens goes if Danny goes, ah, we're going another route. We don't Mm -hmm. we don't need you anymore. That's the only way that Stevens is not the coach of Celtics anymore. Stevens signed a seven year deal. He's in year two. Got five more years after this season. He's gonna be here for the long haul. So all that, all that fire, Stevens, and what Stevens doing, and why is he playing this guy over there? It's all Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is behind the scenes here. Well, that wraps up this edition of Causeway Street podcast. We'll see who gets traded next. My <laughs> guess is Brandon Bass. We're gonna be playing this game until mid February, the trade deadline. Yeah, we're just gonna keep trading. Who's next? Who's next? Uh, Jameer Nelson didn't see that one coming. I thought he was gonna be. I thought his contract would be bought out. I even put up a story up there on Causeway Street. And, of course, two days later, he gets traded. Traded, buyout. Either way, I knew he wasn't he was going to be here. Up next, I thought, was going to be Wright. This is weeks ago. Oh, Brandon Wright. Yeah, before I thought, you know, I thought Wright would be, you know, like a, a trade deadline, you know, type of deal. But I thought I thought the key component in that, in that Rondo trade, besides the exception, obviously, in the picks, was Brandon Wright. Because he looked like he was a... a Someone that could fit Brad Stevens' system, but the, the the more that I saw he was not getting any minutes, I was like, yeah, he's gonna be out of here soon. And then when um, the trade with Jeff Green finally went through the three team deal, where the Southerners were going to get uh, Austin Rivers, I was excited to see what he would look like in in Brad Stevens' system. I thought that he would fit in well, and then I thought it'd be one of those uh, rentals where you can see how he see how he pans out with the team and then make a decision in the summertime. But of course, he's going to the Clippers, which I want. I was interested actually before we get out of here, Joel. What's your, I wanted to get your take on that. What do you think about Doc Rivers bringing in his son to, to Los Angeles? Because if you ask me, I think it only complicates things. I think it only um, it only makes things worse for that. Uh, Was it disruptive locker room? They're saying that there's a lot there's a lot of chemistry yeah, issues. Certain that. players don't like other players. Yeah. I think this only makes that worse. And I think this is Doc's attempt to save his son's NBA career. Because I don't think he's going to be able to. He's going. It's going to be hard for him to to earn himself a contract after this season if he were to stay in Boston as opposed to if he goes to L.A., gets playoff time, and whether he stays with the Clippers or not, he's going to be able to earn himself a contract. So I think Doc's kind of helping out his son more than helping out his team. What do you think? Well, I figured I, I really didn't think he was going to suit up in the Celtics jersey. I really thought he was going to be bought out. I don't see another backward player. If Nelson wasn't getting any, any burn, any, any playing time, why would Austin Rivers all of a sudden come in here and get minutes when – Brad Stevens is kind of solidifying his backcourt with Evan Turner, Marcus Smart. I mean, Phil Preston got a DMP the other night, so he's mm-hmm. in and out. Why yeah, would you bring in? Why would you bring in Austin Rivers and further complicate things? So I, I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be bought out. I didn't think he was gonna get traded again. But he's if he's gonna go to the Clippers, that's that's a little weird. I remember playing, you know, youth sports when I was younger, and I remember you know the coach's son. Everyone always, everyone always hated that guy. <laughs> right. So, and and, yeah, and, yeah. and professional sports, I don't know how that pans out. Right. Right? It's kind of weird, right? right? And, and like you said, there's chemistry issues in the locker room for, for, for the Clippers. Uh, you know, there's been reports that nobody likes each other in there. Mm-hmm. So you bring in the coach's son and, and say, say the coach's son, say Rivers is uh, doing all the right things. And, and Doc is like, well, you see Austin is doing this. You see Austin is doing that. I was going to be like, Fuck this guy, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's your fucking son. That's I know. Why you're, saying saying that. you're saying that, right? Right. right. No, they're gonna haze him or something. Who knows? Right. But 
It, uh, that's gonna be a little weird. I think it wouldn't. It wouldn't be weird. I think Nate ends up going there though. I don't know about Austin though. It wouldn't be weird. I don't think it would be weird for the for the Clippers to for the team to accept him and for, and for them to get along if he wasn't like if he was good. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't. I'm think not calling him a bad player, but he's not. If Austin Rivers was, another, you know, another example of what I was talking about, he a played good years. player or someone who was, you know, let's say he's a, a 14, 15 point guy, and everyone in the team's like, oh, great, we got a score here, <laughs> or he, he comes in as a as a point guard who, oh, he dishes out, he averages eight assists, oh, great, we got another passer here. He doesn't do anything great, you know. So no. it's like you're not bringing in a soft. It's like you're bringing in your son who's just. You know, on the bubbles to stay in this league. I think that's why it. That's, that's why what complicates things for that in that situation. That's what I'm saying, though. That, that's that a, dynamic. As another example of what I was talking about before, another player who could have benefited of staying another year or two in college. Even Doc said it. Doc was like, "But I can't make that decision for him. He's an, he's an adult. How many years has he been like wasting away on, on the world's bench? He was supposed to be a starter." Was well, he was a starter, and then he just, his role just continued to diminish because he, he wasn't. He got demoted. He just producing. wasn't exactly. He wasn't producing. That's that's the life of an NBA player, and I don't think I don't think Doc is bringing him in to revive his career. I think Doc is bringing him in because uh, you know backcourt help right now is kind of slim pickings. Hmm. You know, Doc already dealt with Nate Robinson, right? So Doc right. knows how to coach Nate Robinson, but has he ever coached his son? But it's a little convenient, isn't it? But I'm just saying, though. But like, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he does need backward. I think maybe he brings him in, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be used or have a lot of... You have Nate Robinson. You have Chris Paul. You have uh, Jordan Crawford. And then you bring in Austin Rivers. That's mm-hmm. a packed backcourt. I mean, granted, Jordan Farmer could get traded as well. He's got an expiring contract. Um, but if you don't get that name, there's no, there's no, but it hasn't been a really good backup. Get playing time I got you. It's, yeah, there hasn't been a good backup point guard for the Clippers ever since they let Darius Carlson walk. And Doc has even been on record saying, yeah, I, we, we really miss Carlson. So that's going to be interesting. All right, what else did we miss, Jerome? In case you missed it, uh, our old fan Kevin Garnett got suspended for one game after he, uh, what's, what's the best way to describe this? It was a headbutt, but it was like, he pushed him with his head. He didn't just like <laughs> hit him and then back up. He like got into him right. with his head, right. into Dwight Howard's head. So I guess like, you know, head bunnies is, is probably is probably the best word to describe it. But it it's, it was something else. Ah, fuck! I really wish he got his hands on Dwight Howard. I just love how man. I wanted him to get his hands. I love on how the Rockets teammate, all of all of Dwight Howard teammates were all up in Garnett's face. Like, please do not kill our starting <laughs> He's center. Hurt this man. Okay. Yeah. He's soft. We know this. But please, and he was he he he, he tried out to of all he, the, try, he tried to throw a reason like a rag doll. A reason was hugging him. Out of all the players who got into it with Dwight Howard this season, especially uh, players like you know um, like Kevin Durant and like Kobe Bryant, how great would it have been to see Kevin Garnett just just give him just one punch or I don't know just just to get into it with Garnett and then he's the one that 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 gets his hands on on Dwight Howard. Yeah. I thought it would have been great. Oh, a lot of people were talking about maturity issues. How oh Kevin Garnett, look how old you are. How are you Whatever. gonna be? Come on, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right, exactly. All right, he is what he is. And those two have been he going at it for been, years. Remember yeah. like those Eastern Conference Finals yeah. battles or those playoff battles between 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 the Celtics and, and, and Orlando? No, I mean obviously these two don't like each other. A news news flash here. If you haven't realized it, there's not a lot of players that like Dwight Howard. I don't think some of his teammates even like him. It's just it's just it's just straight up. I just wish when Kevin Garnett threw the ball. ball and it end up on his neck. I really wish it just ended up in his face or like on his head, mm-hmm. like bounce off his head. You know, remember like Charles, like Charles, Charles and Shaq, yeah, yeah. Shaq. That was <laughs> classic. 
when you have a player like when you get a player like Kevin Durant, who's probably like the most like humbling player in like in the whole league, probably in you know all the sports. When you get him pissed off at you, you're doing something wrong. And that's Dwight Howard for you in a nutshell. Like he was in street clothes, yelling at Dwight Howard saying how you're fucking soft. <laughs> and then Kobe says the same thing when he gets into it in uh, in L.A. I'm sorry, Kobe would have fucking killed him. And Kobe stares him down from across the court, <laughs> calling him soft repeatedly, making eye contact with him, and Dwight Howard couldn't even look at him. No, no, no Dwight Howard, he's a little bitch. And, that, and that's, that's the bottom line. I would not. I would have not have liked to see him in a Celtics jersey. That's one guy I would ne- never, never. So, in case you missed it, obviously he got fined. Uh, also, in case you missed it, yeah, Nate Robinson already is his nego- his buyout has been negotiated already. He's a f- he's free to sign anywhere. Could go to the Clippers. Could go to the Cavs. Well, LeBron James came back, played his first game after being after being out with a sore lower back, got soreness in his knees as well. I, He's just turned 30, and all of a sudden, he's, he's falling apart. Hey, that was a good game, too. Uh, Poor Phoenix, Phoenix won the game. Um, they, they, fought, they fought hard towards the end of it, held on to their lead. All right, guys, that is a wrap for this week's episode. We'll see you next week, and uh, we'll keep you updated, as we always do, on Facebook, Causeway Street, Instagram, Twitter, at Causeway Street. Uh, follow us there as we uh, continue oh. to watch this rebuilding team uh, rebuild. Follow us on SoundCloud as well, soundcloud.com backslash Causeway Street Podcast. And tell your, friend, all our tell your friends about us, too. Yeah. We appreciate it. We, we, we really, really appreciate that. <laughs> and that's about it. Oh, and I think if the Celtics, every time the Celtics win, I think Danny's going to make a trade. That's, that's, that's what he's... <laughs> that's the MO, right? That's the MO. All right. This week, then. We'll see who's next. Peace.